you not know how contractions work? And welcome to episode number 21 of Grumpy Old Benz. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chicago, Illinois, where the boys will be boys, the girls will be girls, and we just really don't give a shit. And from America's left coast, where the chair is greased, the archives are tidy, and we're still waiting for the California Zephyr. I'm Ryan Bemrose. The California Zephyr does not get to the Seattle area. Yeah, yeah. We've never had a Zephyr sighting once on this particular show. Which is a good thing to know. We can't set our clocks by it. And uh, we have more important things to talk about on today's show. And the first thing, though, I want to start out with a sincere apology to you, Sir Ryan Bemrose, because this is episode number 21 of a show that. Are, are you drunk already? I could be. That I basically came up with the title Grumpy Old Benz, and I never really even thought to ask you. If you identified as a Ben, as a male, and that to me, it was just, it was a horrible thing that I did by not taking your feelings into consideration and not double checking with you what gender that you identified as. Well, just for the record, I identify as Sir Bemrose. That is, in fact, my gender, and my pronouns are you and hey, fucker. <laughs> and you will answer to either, and that's good to know. I do answer to those. When I mean, we, we tell a lot of stories in grumpy old bands because we're old guys and a lot of things start out with, you know, when we were kids. And I think this is kind of where we have to start with the question. When we were kids growing up, up until what point did you actually think that you would be sitting down having a somewhat serious conversation with somebody else over the question of are there more than two genders? Well, it's a tough question because I can't remember the last time that I had a somewhat serious conversation, but no, that wouldn't have been if, if I were forced to sit down and draw up a list, say 20 years ago of what things I would want to talk about the, uh, num the count of how many genders human beings come in would probably not have been one that I felt like I could do a whole show on a few sentences, maybe. And rightfully so, because there was, this was never something that was talked about this was really never a consideration nobody was sitting around going well you know there's more than two genders and we should treat things in different ways and we should allow people which maybe to me is the craziest thing whatsoever we should allow people to choose which gender that they identify as and it's it's one thing if you just want to go around and say you know hey i'm a pretty girl but you get into some real problems when it comes into interacting with other people. Uh, restrooms is one of the big stories that had came out over the last few years. And then things like competing in sports and all that. And we'll you know get along to talking about all of these things in today's show and how saying you're a different gender than the one you really are affects the world around you and the fairness. And, you know, we, we can't offend anybody. See that right there. You you've just committed a microaggression already. The Only a micro that, when I was trying for a major aggression. Oh, okay. Well, you, then you need to step it up a bit. I'm sorry, but the 
the story that I saw this morning, and I'm like, okay, we, we need to talk about this, even though we're not a current event show in any way, shape, or form. This is just kind of the tipping point of the insanity that's going on in the world. And, and this, again, child abuse, which is something we've heard over and over again. If you, if you listen to the No Agenda show, and if you don't, you should be, you've heard over the last, what, at least year, two years, three years, that children are being used in a way to push political agendas that you know there's absolutely no way it was their idea to do it. In this case, there's a girl in Germany, nine years old, tried out for an all-boys choir, and guess what? She didn't get in. I'm sure that's a surprise. Uh, does it have anything to do with an inability to sing? Because that's generally what's what kept me out of boys' choirs when I was younger. That and a lack of interest. You're right. Well, that is... She may be able to sing. I don't know. Never heard. But, you know, the things people are talking about when you read the article are the fact that when you're doing a choir, the voices have to meld together in a certain way. And in all boys choir, the girl's voice just does not fit in. How, how old with the choir? How old are these kids? I have to wonder, because before a certain age, the there's no difference between the the male and female voice. They all sound shrill and annoying and demanding that I pay attention to them. Well, that may be just you, but the girl is nine years old. I don't know what the overall range is in the choir. I'm just saying that at at nine years old, there's really not much of a difference between a male voice and a female voice. That may be true, but they said her voice didn't fit in for whatever reason. There was no reason this family was going to accept except for the fact that it was because she's a girl. And this is one of the things we're going to be talking about is should we have things, should we have things in this world that are only for the male gender, things only for the female gender? Is that okay and all not? Or is it not? In this case, it's a nine-year-old girl. It is the choir from the State and Cathedral Choir, one of the most renowned boys' choirs in Germany, it says. It was founded in 1465, so over 554 years. It has never admitted any girls. So, I mean, why should they have to start now? I guess that would be one of the first questions, and that will lead into what we want to talk about. But do you really think that there's a nine-year-old girl out there that's going, hey, you know, I really want to be in this boys' choir, and if they don't accept me, I'm immediately going to say it's because I got a vagina, and it's not because I couldn't sing or any other reason. And you know what? Let's file a lawsuit. Well. I can't, I can't get on board with the lawsuit part. I mean, it, I, I haven't read this article. I haven't read this story, but uh, let me go ahead and, and shoot from the hip with a bunch of uninformed opinions because that's what we do here on Grumpy Old Pens. Uh, <laughs> and it's what we do best. Uh, uh, first of all, I don't believe that this choir is, is likely to be a, a government institution and probably doesn't take government money. So how is that? You are wrong. Okay. That you are wrong. That was one of the things in the lawsuit because the uh, it says the girl's mother who brought the complaint on the daughter's behalf argued the choir's rejection is discriminatory in an impermissible way and violates her right to equal opportunities from an institution that receives state funds. So they do receive okay. some state funds. I don't know how okay. much. Interesting. Well, uh, then, then in that case, I'm going to go with the very first problem here is why the fuck are taxpayer monies being spent on a damn choir? That that doesn't seem like a good use of funds. It 
I mean, these are funds that are stolen from the people and you're now handing them out for some kids singing. No, kids singing should be, they, they should be self-funded. That's okay. Anyways, putting aside that normally I, this is the part where I would say, you know, you're free to associate with whomever the hell you want and uh, they can, you know, they should have every right. And uh, if, if the, you know, there really is no kid difference in voices and the kid can sing. And the only reason they're excluding her is because female and the, they've always had boys and therefore they're relying on dogma. Then yeah. Okay. They, they're, they're douchebags and probably should uh, get with the times or at least get their asses out of the 14th century. Uh, that, that makes a whole lot of assumptions about this. Now, all that said, should it be a legal matter? Hell no. What the fuck? Why are they wasting court time trying to get basically get a bunch of people who don't want to associate with them to associate with them? Do they even understand? Well, like, what, what's the end game here? If you win your court battle and you get like, if this is anything where you get invited into a, a group and you're like, the group doesn't want me at all. And they, they hate me and they think that I don't belong. And so I'm going to sue to get in. Okay. Now you get in. And you're going to have cops escort you into the door. And <laughs> then what? Do you think that they're all going to instantly be friends? No, you just fucking sued them. They're going to hate you. This is not the basis of a good relationship. Why would you want this? Okay. Anyways, that was just a bunch of uninformed ranting because I didn't read the article. I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, I don't think you need any more information than we've talked about. I mean, that is really the question starts coming down to there are things that have tradition and just because one of the traditions may be all female or all male i don't think necessarily makes it wrong i don't think that having an exclusionary I, i'm sure there's so many things to make it wrong that they don't need that one well yeah that's that is exactly the point but it's like this is trying to force a square peg into a round hole and this is what we get when we start dealing with these gender issues. And this is kind of something, this story, I think, just was a great jumping off point because of the fact that this has been a choir that's been, been around for 550 years. There are all girls choirs as well. So the question then becomes, well, why should somebody else get to decide how these people are doing their thing and whether it's a choir whether it's a you know intramural sports team, whatever it is, you start getting into, like you said, people should be able to associate with who they want to. And if this group is an all-boys choir, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I really don't. When you try to put somebody else into there, this is kind of be like, I'm, I think it, when Hooters originally came out, you know, there were guys like, well, we'd like to be waiters too. I mean, do you see any guy waiters at Hooters? Well, no. Well, this is the same kind of a concept in a big perverse kind of a way is that they can run their business any way they want to. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a wrong thing. And this is one of the other questions with gender, I guess, will come down to, are, are there some things in the world that men are better at? Are there some things in the world that women are better at? We talked about this a little bit when you told some stories in Microsoft. Women are, in fact, better at carrying a child to term. I mean, they're very much so better than that than men at carrying a child to term. Uh, I mean, if, I don't believe any man can do that without massive surgical help. I I, I don't know that even mass that we have 
that the technology exists in the world today, even with massive surgical help to allow men. I, I, you know what? I, I could be wrong and maybe it's happened. And if so, that's, uh, that's a fucking sci-fi horror movie right there, but, <laughs> but it's ignoring this stuff. That is a problem. Well, you, you started with, uh, the example of the choir and I was, I was thinking, you know, if you want to get away from current events and also get back to our America centric view of the world, because frankly, we're about, we're a couple dumb Americans who don't understand the culture, uh, out in the world. Uh, it, uh, cold acid in the chat room actually pointed out, it's pretty common outside the USA for cultural orgs to get government funding. Uh, I'm not convinced that's a good idea, but I, it, it's a culture. However. Uh, you want an American institution that two years ago decided to effectively throw up its hands and give up on this point was the Boy Scouts of America. Right. Are you you're you're familiar with the Boy Scouts? Yes, familiar with the Boy Scouts, familiar a little bit with what happened here. And again, this growing up, let's go back to growing up. I remember there were the Boy Scouts. I remember there were also things like that for different uh, churches. But there was, you know, the Scouts for boys. And there was also the Girl Scouts brownies. There was other things for girls. So there were separate but equal things available. But the lawsuit you're going to bring up here was that a girl wanted to be a Boy Scout. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I And I, I, honestly, okay. So the, the situation was very similar. Uh, the Boy Scouts were doing something uh, that she wanted to be involved in. And the Girl Scouts, whatever local chapter wasn't. And so she said, I want to be part of the boy scouts and uh, you know to be honest if if your your local chapters you've got one group of people who's going out and camping and fishing and hunting and one group of people who's having a quilting bee or something uh i i don't know so insert sexist remark here you're you're gonna have a preference on which activity you want and that might decide make you decide which one you want to be in so this person wanted to be in the boy scouts and there was the lawsuit and the boy scouts lost which resulted in nowadays they they've kind of given up and said yeah girls can join the boy scouts which is hilarious because right now it's killing the girl scouts right that that is an unintended consequence when you start going down these lines because it comes down to well which group is better i guess which you want to be and but it comes down like to the girl scouts why didn't you just improve what the girl scouts were doing to encompass what the girls wanted to do I see. I just, that's where the breakdown comes to me, which is if you're going to get to the point, say maybe that's the lesson here is uh, if, if the girl scouts are dying, it's because they can't compete when they don't have artificial barriers uh, erected, like uh, whether or not somebody has the right gender. And if suddenly people are allowed to choose between this group and this group, and they choose one group over the other, overwhelmingly, maybe that's a clue that you need to figure figure out what you want to do because maybe girls in 2019 or 2017 whenever this is don't really care about the things the girl scouts are doing yeah well that makes perfect sense i mean the question though becomes the main question let's we don't even have to be you know boys and girls men and women is it okay to have an organization of any shape or form at this point that is restricted to one gender uh, I mean, okay. By who it is, should, should the law get involved? No. Uh, should the, I mean, if the people want to limit themselves to only half of the humans out there and the experiences and abilities of only half the people be based on, uh, 
something relatively superficial, then I suppose it's their right and they should probably, you know, they deserve to suffer whatever consequences being that they're not going to compete as well. Uh, Also, people will shame them on social media, but fuck social media because that's what people do on social media. Uh, Progo Brendan Kidwell, who we had on the episode uh, a few episodes back, said there are a lot of roles still in the U.S. military that are only one gender, which I understand there have been people that have battled this as well. But there are again, this is going to come down to physiology. You know, there are certain things men can do that women can't. And I'm not talking about Sir Fletcher in the chat room saying women make sandwiches better. That's that's sexist, Sir Fletcher, and we're not going there. But in the military, if you're talking about Navy SEALs being able to schlep around an X amount of weight while you're swimming, doing, you know, massively hard physical activities, there are things that are going to be only able to be done by men. And that's not that's not specifically a gender thing. Uh, uh, For example, I have a penis and I wouldn't be able to schlep around all that stuff either. (laughs) It's not being the correct gender. It's being in shape. And that's not a gender thing. Right. Well, you get to the point to where you say that the maybe the most bulked up, even most in shape woman wouldn't qualify for these types of things. And maybe that's the case right now. Maybe there will be some genetically altered women that can do this at some point. But you're right. That is shouldn't be or or surgically altered women. Well, But then they aren't women anymore. And that is such a big part of this, uh, a big part of this argument, a big part of this topic is that. You start going into things like sports when you start talking about the gender, because there are so many things that are split across the gender lines. I mean, obviously, you have even sports like tennis, which is an individual sport. Why don't you have men playing women? There's got to be a reason. There's a women's tour and there's the men's tour. And as far as I know, besides some uh, exhibition, ex- <laughs> that's a Freudian slip. and say exhibition matches, <laughs> exhibition matches. Besides those, those two really don't meet. Then you have the men's soccer and the women's soccer. And that was the big hubbub in the U.S. after the women's soccer team won and then claimed they weren't getting equal pay. But that was a bunch of bullshit. Uh, you have obviously baseball. You have pretty much all men. And then there's women's softball. I don't know if there's any women's baseball leagues any longer. I know there were way back when. Um, you know, boxing. Are you going to see any men fighting women in boxing? No, there's a pretty good reason. Hockey, you go down the line and, you know, look at basketball, for instance. The We have the WNBA and the NBA. We have two professional sports leagues in the United States. One just for men, one just for women. Understand there is a big disparity there. And that's, I guess, one of the things we can talk about would be why it is that the median salary in the WNBA is $71,000 a year, where the minimum salary in the NBA is $582,000 a year. And obviously, there's guys in the NBA making millions. And this was one of the things argued with the whole soccer thing. And it's like, well, why do women make less? This has been the same thing with tennis. Why does women's tennis make less than men's? And it comes down to purely a monetary thing of who will watch who will pay to advertise who will pay for tickets this is where the money comes in to pay for the salaries for the nba the nba 
can get 30,000 people, you know, at 50 to 100 bucks plus a ticket to fill a stadium to watch the top players go. The WNBA probably getting, you know, 10, 20 bucks a ticket and there's like 3,000 people showing up. So why are salaries different? Does it take a genius to figure this out? The salary gap that that people talk about. In fact, uh, it, it, it people love to bring it out in political campaigns. Of, oh, men make more than women. Seventy, whatever. What, what's the number? It was seventy-seven for a while. Then it was seventy-two, and now now I think it's like three percent that women make for every dollar men make, or something like that. And of course, like all statistics brought out during campaigns, it's bullshit. I think you know, sports are probably one of the few places that that actually is is correct that the the people in the men's sports make more than the people in the women's sports but here's the way i said that was was uh intentional and and you you already gave away the spoiler on this one but it's not that male players in the nba make more than female players in the nba they are different sports they're different leagues they are different entertainment products and Therefore, it's not really comparable on that level. Uh, you you can't say uh, that uh, you know. It turns out that the uh, the men at Microsoft are making more money than the the women in my local garbage company, and claim that's a pay gap. Well, they're doing different things. They're in different companies. They're in different industries. The interesting thing, the the part that actually I think is probably uh, a, the most interesting thought experiment is is you kind of mentioned this. Why are they separated? Why is it that the NBA only admits men? Why does the WNBA only admit women? Well, the WNBA probably was created because the NBA only admits men. But why? Have it would be an interesting scientific study to create a league that has full mixed gender everything men versus women and you know i think there are probably sports like american football or or basketball where uh there there still would be because of the statistical differences in body type uh there still would be a real advantage for the males but sports like tennis i think that if if the pga were mixed gender um you you might actually have uh, an an interesting experiment where People competed on skill and not gender. How weird would that be? Well, it's because I believe when you're dealing with, let's just use the NBA as an example, the best athlete in the WNBA would probably not make an NBA team. And that is people, if you want to send cards and letters and tell me why I'm wrong, feel free to do so. But all of these teams want to win. I think if there was a woman that was able to outperform anybody on their roster that they would allow them in. So the reason we have the WNBA is so that there is a league for the women that want to compete in the sport. And again, because you're doing this on equal footing, women against women, men against men, and things where physical acuity and strength in this is necessary, there is still a difference as much as people don't want to believe that there's a difference in gender. Guys are stronger. Guys are faster overall. I mean, don't want to pull a Jimmy the Greek here. St- statistically. Right. I, I've, I've met some women who can bend me in half. Oh, it, yeah. It's uh, it, overall on average, statistically, males tend to be larger and stronger than women in, in the human race. And that 
that is in fact that is a fact that is uh a, a that statistic it and the the big thing that you have to get away from is the idea that that means that any particular man is going to be better than any particular woman at anything at all because statistics don't work like that and you need to judge people based on individual merits and maybe that once you statistically get to the very top of the top of the cream of the crop then you, there are not enough real you know there are enough really really good men to fill the NBA teams and maybe that means that the NBA is a a terrible example for gender equality because it's one of the few places that it actually matters uh, your your body build your type height you you want to get to somewhere that that gender doesn't matter at all is when we get away from anything that requires exceptional movement of your body and instead get into somewhere like using your brain for example say google there was a, a really big scandal with a man named james demore well i think he identified as a man i didn't ask who put out a memo at Google, who said, which basically said, yeah, there are differences between men and women and our internal ideological culture where we gloss over everything is causing this problem and this problem and this problem, which is from an engineering perspective, a direct result of abstracting away some piece of information and then having to adjust your model when the abstraction leaks. And we do it all the time if we're programming but apparently if you're the hr department at a programming company you have to hammer down all of the people who think that there's any differences and force them to pretend that there aren't well and things like that though you can have ways to figure out who is the right person for the job you can find out what their acuity is you know for maths and algorithms and all the things that coders and stuff need to know you know, sports are what is being talked about because it is those places, like you said, is the most obvious place where there is a difference in the genders. I would think that if a woman tennis player could beat the top man, then she'd be doing that and making a ton more money. And is it right that more people want to watch? Well, no, no, she wouldn't because women aren't allowed. Is it that they're not allowed or they just can't compete on that particular level? I mean, I guess that's the also the question. We we don't know. There are no there are no leagues at that level. The the PGA or wait, PGA. That's golf. I got my I got my sport. The <laughs> the whichever the top correct me if I'm wrong, but uh at the very, very highest performance level, uh tennis, for example is separated between men and women which means that we've got a a control group for all men and a control group for all women but we don't have any competitive space between the two which means we don't know if men and women could compete well i would think if the women thought they could compete they'd be calling for that i mean if somebody i don't know if they're i don't know who's the top tennis player i I haven't followed tennis uh, even in a cursory manner for years but if like venus and serena williams uh you know Martina Hingis or, you know, these, I know going back a few years, but if they thought whoever the top players are right now, if they thought they could take on the top men, I think that would be a news story. I think they'd be talking about it, saying they wanted their chance. And if we're wrong on that, you feel well, free to let remember us know. That but it took 500 years for one female to decide that they wanted to join this German boys choir. Uh, it, it, took over a hundred years for a female to decide they wanted to join the boy scouts the people who 
want to stand up to the point of making national news saying I should be able to compete against the boys in this all boys club are not very common. Remember, human nature is to just go with the flow and say, oh, well, you know, I'm not allowed into that. Okay, then I guess I'll just do what I'm allowed to. This is also what we teach in our school system from the very beginning is here are the rules and these rules are set by this arbitrary authority and therefore you have to follow them because they're rules. And Progo said, I'm sure this has happened before with the choir. It's just never been mainstream news because, well, that's probably true. It was an idiotic thought, you know, for, for so long. You brought up the PGA accidentally thinking it was tennis, but it's actually another good example because if you know anything about golf, if you've ever golfed in your life, almost every course, you've got the men's tees. And then you have the women's tees. You're playing the same course, but the women don't have to hit it anywhere near as far because, again, a difference overall in physiology in their bodies that women cannot hit a golf ball as far as a guy. Because, again, this is we're talking about a sport, you know, tennis, you're going head to head, but golf, you're playing the course. You're not you're playing with other people, but you're playing an individual sport. I, I, I have played golf uh, and I'm not very good at it. And uh, let me give you a thought experiment on on most of the courses that that I've played, uh, which admittedly, I haven't I don't play a lot of golf. But on those courses, uh, you you use the phrase uh, men's and women's tees there. There's actually a third set of tees. Do you know what those are called? No. As far as I'm aware, they're called the pro tees, which is uh, <laughs> is interesting because if you're if you're choosing to believe that that is separating men from women, then it's also saying that if you play from the men's tees, you're not a pro. You suck. Now, a- another way to look at this, and actually the way that I've always referred to it, even amongst my friends, is there's three sets of tees. There's the red ones, which are the short ones. There's the white ones, which are in the middle. And there's the blue ones, which are the long ones that are really hard shots. And if you think about that, then what you're actually doing is this is exactly the same as when you get to the beginning of your of a video game and the very first thing when you say start a new game is uh what difficulty level do you want to play on right that's how i treat that one and i wonder if if we could even have this discussion about golf if the labels were not arbitrarily assigned to the t's that say these are for women and these are for men because if you think about it that's a pretty sexist way to assign t's <laughs> uh if 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 I go play golf, I usually will hit from the white tees because that's what everybody does. And people think that I'm a total puss if, if I don't hit, if I hit from the red. But you know what? If I'm not having, if I'm not, if I'm not enjoying a course or it's particularly hard, I'll fuck this. I'll go hit from the red tees. And that is a choice of difficulty level because I suck at the game. And I know, uh, women. In fact, one of my, uh, my mom's friends in Hawaii who is a professional golfer who has been on the LPGA tour, who can, she will shoot from the blue tees and I shoot from the red and I will double her score, which if you know anything <laughs> about golf, that's not good because some women are better than some men. Again, you, a lot of these weird cognitive dissonance problems come from taking the one of the smallest, one of the less consequential aspects of somebody's personality and deciding everything about them from that. It's stereotyping. You say, because you have a vagina, you're shorter, you're weaker, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, and, and, and this is a proxy that people use for, they, they use this as saying, well, because you're a woman, 
you suck at sports. Well, that may or may not be true, but there are women who can bend me in half. And I'm just because I have a penis doesn't mean I'm any good at sports at all. Hey, a majority of women that have ever played golf can beat me in golf. I have no question about that. But it again comes down to there's a reason why golf isn't integrated male, female. It's because the men can hit the ball further. And when you're competing, you have to be doing again, it. Again, you just from, stereotyped. Yes, I, there are men who can hit balls further. Well, of course. But that's why when you come down to a sport like that, if the what, women what you mean were is statistically to, on average. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Let's just assume everything we're talking about when we talk about sports here is statistically on average because pretty much any woman out there can beat me in any sport available, especially hockey. Well, that's, but that's not going to be. I, I only call that out because that is uh, assuming that that applies to an individual is how you get fallacies. Well, it's how you get fallacies. But the important thing we want to look at then what happens when you start going down this road of saying, well, we don't want, we can't exclude anybody. We can't have the WNBA. We have to allow guys into the WNBA. You know what happens if the guys are allowed into the WNBA? How many women are left in the WNBA? Probably none. They're going to need to make a third league that they can get into because the guys that washed out and couldn't make it into the NBA would now go to the WNBA and you would be able to fill up a few different leagues until it gets to the point to where women would be able to compete. And that is, is that why a problem. No, but this is why you have the separation. This is why you have the WNBA. And this is where you start having problems when you start getting into the transgender issue or where you start getting into the. Oh, God, well, we I'm haven't a, even touched on transgender yet. I know I'm a man that I identify as a woman. And so I want to play in the WNBA. But this is where you get into the problems when you start getting into the transgender concept, when you start getting into the men identifying as women, because you're getting to the point again to where it, this to me, you know, in pro sports, you know, I don't think it's ever going to happen. If it does, it'll just be a farce and it'll be a way to laugh and people will look and point and do all that kind of usual stuff. But let's talk about in, you know, the education system where people are vying for, say, scholarships. Well, say there's a you know women's basketball team at a college because the college basketball is big. Both men and women have teams. And if you start taking scholarships away from women, because I'm a guy that I just identify as a woman and I know I can't make the men's basketball team, but you know, to get a scholarship to school, I keep learning new things about you. Yeah, I know. I'm identifying very strongly as a woman today for this episode for the purposes of, of proving some points. I don't know. I've never tried on women's shoes. Need I'm those a size, sweet title nine podcasting dollars, I guess. Yeah. I'm a size 15 guys shoes. So I don't know if, where I'd find pumps. I'm sure somebody sells these kind of things, uh, but it's a bitch to even find my size shoes in, in the male size. So I can only imagine what, how it would be hard to find that and what it would cost to get, you know, like a black leather stiletto pump in a size 15. But when you start looking at that, and the guy's going, well, okay, I'd like to get a scholarship. I can't get into any of the men's teams, but, you know, I can play basketball well enough to, to play on the women's college team. I just have to say, yeah, I got a dick, but I'm a chick and I'm going to get a scholarship. This is great. You know, that's a problem, right? Well, the, I mean, the only problem, of course, is you don't have enough front holes. Was well, that, that the new test? That should be the test. If somebody's going to be on a woman's team, they should check for the front hole. It, it used to be the test. I mean, I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of repeating myself because it's what I do. 
but I feel like the, the root of the problem is okay. Well, maybe, maybe the, the real problem, at least the one that bucks the status quo is that suddenly you have a bunch of people who have decided to, well, to buck the status quo. You got a bunch of people who are no, no longer satisfied with they, uh, you know, they, they were assigned a gender at birth and now have, have decided that that's uh, a demo you know, should be as easy to change about themselves as, as flipping a switch in a database. And if that is the kind of thing that you're doing, and, and if that is the kind of thing, you know, we, we, our society in 2019, and I'm not sure how long that this has been true, but our society has suddenly become okay with people deciding that they want to change the gender that they were given when they were born. And if that's the case, then the things we're talking about are, are the, the cognitive dissonance caused by an incomplete paradigm shift. Uh, all of these institutions, which separate people based on gender are suddenly having a lot of trouble coming to grips with the idea that somebody should be able to or allowed to change their gender uh, when they decide. And if, if we are truly going to be in a society where we think that people should be able to change their gender as needed, and, and that's, that is a debate bordering on religion, which I'm, I don't know if, if I, I'm going to come down on the side of people should or shouldn't be able to but if we're going to be in that society, then a lot of these institutions that we're talking about, like pro sports, like a uh, boys choir, need to adjust to the new society. And this is every time there's a societal shift of any kind, a lot of institutions start suddenly running into the, the problems that we're talking about. Well, or you go the other way and you don't bow to this new kind of bullshit and say, no, we're not going to do it. Well, that's. That, that yes that's exactly but see this is where changing if, if you think we can cram that genie back into the bottle and, and there are there are two different levels too because there is actually becoming the other gender there is going through the transgender surgery taking your hormones and all of that and that's that is the there there's also an argument as to whether or not that actually works oh i would agree but at least that is you're committed if you're a guy that you want to go transgender once you cut it off that's a big step that shows well that, that is a big step but what <laughs> what i mean is is if if you you know there you haven't changed your dna you haven't changed right. what chromosomes you have uh you haven't changed a lot of, and and in fact a lot of the sports questions about transgendered people has to do with the fact that the technology does not exist to fully convert somebody who has a male physiology into a female physiology and what you end up with is somebody who has uh the outer outer appearance of being female and yet their body inner internally is still male that's i mean that's the state of transgender technology today Right. And that's it's incomplete. That's on the, you know, the far one side in the middle is again, the person that goes, I'm a woman, but I'm going to identify as a man or I'm a man and I'm going to identify as a woman. The only thing they're doing to change their gender is go, no, no, today I'm feeling like a woman or today I'm feeling like a guy. And that people like that being allowed to participate in these sports and all these other things. Again, you're going to go, let's look at college where you're going for scholarships and things like that. The question to me becomes, who is always 
getting screwed when it comes to this system. Because if you look at things, you know, we're looking at, at athletics, and I know we're doing a lot of real generalization type things, but has a woman ever won a marathon? I, I'm certain it's happened. If anybody in the troll room could tell me, because I've never heard of it. And usually men are finishing way ahead. There's never been a woman that has won a marathon as far as I know. And I don't know what the average time is. I should have done some research on this example, but it just came to me. But if you did research, this wouldn't be grumpy old Ben's. That's true. That's very true. But I don't believe a woman's ever won a marathon. So if you come down to this concept of one sex claiming to be the other for the purposes of competing in any type of physical activity, it's the actual genetic women that are getting screwed by guys who are saying that they're a female and you're seeing these stories all the time already where guys are coming into saying they're identify as a woman in track and field events and these other i I have to point out uh, a particularly good point that uh, dame bemrose in the chat room just brought up was that you're talking about the the kind of posers who who will make the declaration and say they've changed genders but actually change nothing about it because uh, you know, as soon as you start going on those hormones, it does change enough things about your body that that will alter your physical performance in certain things. But if you make no physical changes whatsoever and just say that the point that was brought up in the chat room was uh, that the people who are making an honest effort to uh, become and live as the other gender and taking advantage of all of the technology at their uh, that are, is available in order to change gender including physically uh those people absolutely hate the kind of posers who say yep yep i'm female and i'm going to go ahead and continue taking steroids oh sure they do but it still doesn't change the fact that they still have an advantage when competing against women that were never met yeah and that's kind of the point women are getting screwed because if any guy that could well i'm going to be a woman now even if they go through it is still going to have that advantage and that's something that i think needs to be discussed and I mean, we all want to be fair, right? You know, there's uh no, not really. <laughs> you're, you're against fairness. I can see that. But even when this, this came up with the bathroom issue, which is if somebody's transgender, well, which bathroom do they go into? And uh, I think it was Jamie Foxx that said it was, you know, the comedian, of course, actor. So I don't know, you know, if we want to put a whole lot of faith in there, but I thought his system was pretty good. You look down. If you have a penis, you go in the men's room. If you look down and you don't, you go into the women's room. But what what if I can't see my penis past my breasts? That means uh, either you've been drinking way too much beer, having way too many barbecued ribs. You should probably get on a treadmill, fatty. (laughs) That might be it. That might be the problem. (laughs) But I mean, this is this was an actual serious conversation that people had at this time, which was, you know, should we go to a to a society where, you know, we force a third bathroom in that is just, you know, which some places already have a unisex bathroom. So like parents can go in and like change their kids or do whatever like that. Uh, but usually we're still in a society that it's a male or female thing. And this is one of these places that is very easy to see where men and women get separated. Even the women usually have no problem like going in the men's bathroom and stuff. If you're like at a concert or sporting event where the women's line is like eight miles long, because there's like three toilets in their bathroom and there's like a trough and the guys, you know how it is. but Overall, this was a serious conversation not too long ago, which was how do we deal you know, with this? Do we just go to completely unisex? Is that what we want as a society to be 
completely unisex and just let's forget all gender labels like you said well why do we need any men's basketball women's basketball it's just basketball or what i i mean as a thought experiment it doesn't frighten me uh and maybe it's because i have the ability to analyze dogma and and kind of look at this and go yeah just because we've always done something is that really the right thing to do and maybe it's because i'm a total freak who is totally deviant and wants to share a bathroom with women you you make up your mind but i guess the the hypothetical situation i would put to you darren is uh if we if you forget for a moment that we've always as long as we've had bathroom facilities in our society however long that is that we've always had exactly two bathrooms a men's bathroom and a women's bathroom if you forget all of that and you go to design a building and you need a place where people can evacuate their waste and you need you, you need to to you know create a room that has some privacy would you build two of them i mean does it make sense what i guess what i'm getting at what logical reason do we have aside from dogma for having two bathrooms at all because that's really the the justification for needing more than two Welcome to your new waste evacuation facility 101. (laughs) I think the main thing is privacy slash security, but I do believe that with just a minor tweaking that a overall unisex bathroom would be very doable. If every, you know, when you go into, I mean, again, this, the difference is, and, and, and I would argue that the amount of effort required to make a unisex bathroom would not be significantly higher than the amount of effort required to make a completely additional bathroom. Well, I would agree because I mean, the main difference is women's bathrooms, all stalls all the time because you know, they sit and guys bathrooms a little bit different, but if you did just go to the all stall concept, then you would have, everybody could walk in. Everybody's got privacy that whether there's three, five, 10 different stalls, it really doesn't matter. Everybody can share a sink and blow dryer or paper towels that I don't have a problem with the sink, the blow dryer, the paper towels, the trash bin. Those are, you don't need two of those. Those are exactly the same. The stalls you don't need there. There is no, there's no real functional difference between a men's stall and a women's stall other than possibly cleanliness, but that's a cultural thing. That is where the women are like, wait, wait, we don't want you assholes in our bathrooms. You guys, I don't know. You know, I've heard, I've heard women say that the women's bathrooms are always cleaner because you know what? I, I, I don't spend a lot of time in women's bathrooms. I've been in men's bathrooms and yes, because men only use it like 10% of the time, the stalls don't get as much attention in a men's bathroom. The, the urinals are usually where the scary parts are, but I've also heard stories of women who have perspective perfected a move called the stand squat <laughs> because they don't want to touch it. And, and that, tells me that i i don't think either gender has a particular lock on bathroom cleanliness no that is probably true guys i would guess are worse uh but your lovely bride also has an interesting question in the troll room slash chat room available at noagendastream.com what about men's and women's prisons uh well if you populate them with people who aren't going to cause problems and be generally sexist douchebags, uh, then it's, there's no real problem with it because the only time that you need to get naked is in, 
in the shower, in the bathroom, and maybe in your room when you're changing clothes. Maybe. Uh, otherwise, humans can interact uh, with the opposite gender. It's something we've been able to do. The only pr- question is, is you say prisons, if you've got a, I mean, you've got people who are poorly adjusted already, so you need to take into account the particular psychology. But could one prison hold men and women? Sure, it happens all the time. Look at any county jail. They don't have two different jails. Uh, do they put men and women in the same room? No, not usually because there's danger of sexual assault and, and otherwise, you know, you mean or, because or if you're the kind of, because or, or there's danger of just sex because people do that. Right. And if you're in prison with nothing else to do, I mean, if wheel of fortune, you've got to pass the time somehow. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because men overall but, are stronger hell, than you've women got, though. You've so got that's... single gender prisons where people come up with that same method to pass the time. <laughs> So I've heard never actually experienced that. If you have, I mean, you, feel free to, uh, I, you haven't spent time with doing performing gay sex in a men's prison. No, you just haven't lived. <laughs> That'll be on a, on a for future grumpy old Ben's Ryan Bemrose discusses the seedy side of prison life, but it's an interesting concept to look at because that is another case of where men are separated from women. There's certain reasons that seem to make a whole lot of sense, being that guys are overall, again, generalizing stronger. And there are reasons this stuff is done. And there is go down the other thing again of just having, you know, history and having things like this choir that have been around for 500 years. And I don't think just because one person comes up like, well, no, I want to be a part of this or you know, it's like it it comes down to not everybody is created equal. I mean, the first question you had about the choir was, well, could she sing that would fit in? And I don't know. I Maybe the question is yes. Maybe the answer to that is no. But I would like to make as much money singing as Taylor Swift does. Now, if I can't make as much money singing as Taylor Swift does, is that because of my gender? Or just because I can't sing or can't write, because some people would say she can't sing very well. Maybe that's a bad example, but she's making tens of millions of dollars. And last I checked, she has, uh, I think they said eight different homes, three jets, and you know all these other insane amount of property and stuff that she owns. Why can't I have that? Is it because I'm just a guy or what? Uh, no, it's because you have a shitty voice. Thank you. And that, I, I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with that. And, you know, that's uh, and, and actually, I don't think you have a shitty voice, at least not compared to the people you choose to do your podcasts with. But uh, compared to Taylor Swift, uh, you don't sound as sexy as she does. And that sells. And there's no question about it. And these are there are things that men are better than women at. Women are better than men at. And that I don't think that's ever going to change. And, uh, you know, it, it just it bothers me when anything is being forced to integrate one way or the other, whether it's something that's been around like the Boy Scouts. Just I mean, for I, the record, Progo does think that you sound more sexy than Taylor Swift. Well, thank you, Progo. I'm going to just be doing my best to bring you the dulcet tones that you like to hear here on Grumpy Old Ben's. But I mean, there is a one. There's, it's sad, I guess, when you come down to it, and you start thinking about this gender gap as far as what people get paid. The only place that you can really find where women are way above and beyond when it comes to the pay scale is modeling, which is, I guess, intriguing for the fact that 
and I know this will piss off models everywhere, your overall best skill is you look pretty. I understand the days are long. I understand that getting the right shot can be physically dangerous. It can be taxing and all that. But when it comes down to it, you're making your money based upon your looks. And this is a place where women are so far and above men that I think that the male model should be going out. And I think that they should, uh, they should be rioting. I think they should be trying to get equal pay. And this was in the example, I believe, that uh, was one of these tennis, male tennis stars when he was asked about why the female tennis stars aren't making as much as the men. And his, his, he pointed out the modeling issue, which is the top models, if you look back to last year, the top male model made according to something I found online. And of course, this could be slightly off, but the stats that I found, the top male model made about $1.7, $1.8 million last year, which is pretty good. I mean, I would take it. But you compare that to the top female model, who was Kendall Jenner, which I just don't get, but that's another story completely. Kendall Jenner pulled in $22.5 million, and then you went down and there were a bunch of the models that made between eight and that $22 million. And even somebody like Adriana Lima, who seems to have been around forever, Victoria's Secret model, and that, of course, that's... The big line that I had that keeps getting quoted from like episode one or two of Grumpy Old Benz is the uh, how I break down socialism and why it can't work, which is, you know, not everybody gets to fuck Adriana Lima. She made just under not, eight not million until dollars. We get our cloning technology up to snuff. Yeah. Yeah. We have to work on that cloning technology, but she's still making, you know, just about eight million a year and she's getting close to the point of hitting almost 40. So top male model, not even making two million. And the top female making $22 million. What do we do about this horrible injustice, Ryan Bemrose? Well, uh, first of all, when you say modeling, the in order to have it be something relatable, and I don't just yawn because things like you know showing off clothes really doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I, I'm choosing to believe that you're talking about porn stars. Right. You're more of a shedding the clothes kind of guy. Yeah. If they're not wearing clothes, they're much more interesting to me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I might be a dirty old man. It, it might the jury be. is still out. Dame Bemrose. The jury is still out mostly because I won't let them back in. I mean, your wife's in the, in the chat room, so she can decide whether or not dirty old man, yay or nay. Anything any of us says is, is irrelevant. But my question here is, uh, is modeling, uh, how is this functionally different from sports, which is the topic that we spent the first hour talking about? Uh, you have people who are whose whose performance in their chosen profession is determined not by effort put in or by any mental capacity but rather by physical attributes isn't modeling just the opposite side of the sports or or is that your point and i'm just a little behind things no that's pretty much my point which is men are okay. going to be better at some things women at others and yes there is this great pay gap in the modeling industry but i don't i don't hear any of these top models these female top models out talking about how the men aren't paid enough and that they're overpaid i haven't seen any of them do that okay is it really necessary to call them men and women when really you're talking about attributes which tend to be statistically associated with male and female people uh but if 
if you have somebody who identifies as a man but has really nice hourglass curves and large breasts and a pretty face and long sculpted hair, that person could be a model. In fact, I, I'm sure that I, I'm I, I'm aware that there are fetish websites out there that cater to exactly that sort of thing. And at the same time, if you have somebody who is a woman and has uh, is the fastest person on earth and can you know hit a baseball 300 yards and uh, you know throw a block in football and it, that that person could be good at sports. All of these things are not directly related to your gender. They're related to physical attributes that make you better or worse at something. Which is because of your gender. And for those of you who aren't in the troll room right now, Dame Bemrose had no comment on the status of Sir Bemrose as just a dirty old man. So I think that no comment is just the comment that we needed to hear. But you're absolutely right. It is your physical abilities, which are based somewhat, you know, a decent amount of that's based upon your gender and your DNA. Uh, Victoria's Secret, it's interesting, has just hired their first transgender model. So it's a question of this is if this is going to take them back to where they were once as the behemoth that they were, or if this is just going to totally crash and burn their company is yet to be seen. Cause it's an interesting thing to look at. I mean, we all know, even if you haven't seen the movie, which I never had the, uh, are, are you saying that transgender people are an interesting thing to look at? Is that, is that what I just heard you say? The concept of using a male model to look like a female model and the effect that is going to have on the company is an interesting thing for me because, I mean, I think we all know of the movie. I've never seen it, but the crying game, we know the premise. We know of the the concept of the tranny trick. I think that happened to what Danny Bonaducci once upon a time to where, uh, you know, he had a prostitute and it got to the point to where they were getting down and dirty and then realized the chick had a dick and I think he punched the prostitute and got into all sorts of different trouble, but that's the old tranny trick guys. That's, that's not nice. No, but guys don't like to be tricked. Guys don't like that. Uh, they don't like the old switcheroo and there's something to be said in sports illustrated. Well, I think it, going right there, down. There's this. something to be said for it being a mood killer. <laughs> Isn't it something about being uh the truth of the situation, it, you know, an accurate representation and all that. And sure, there's people that are into it, and that is great. But Sports Illustrated, I talked to on, I talked about on a Random Thoughts episode about their the swimsuit issue and the, really the the changes that they're making to be inclusive. And Victoria's Secret is doing that with hiring this male transgender model to ma- uh, model female clothes. And to me, it's like this is just the ultimate in perversion not in the way of that you know you don't want to see that but it's like you're modeling women's clothes so you're, you're coming down to the point now to where you're saying that there are men that look better in the women's clothes or are you even getting an accurate representation because you know the the concept in the the people have called out for years that the women victoria's secret hires don't look like real women well now they're men <laughs> the companies like victoria's secret like uh sports illustrated that they they make their entire business based on popularity they do things that are unpopular or that will reduce their their draw at their own peril you know i i've kind of been arguing this entire time that eh what does it matter if somebody wants to be uh 
be a female and and have anatomy that started out male and try to make some transition in between it it, it i the entire this entire show and i don't know that i've been describing it very well my my thought and my philosophy is always treat a person as an individual and uh only categorize where the categories are actually relevant and you know we we brought up a lot of topics a lot of of areas a lot of examples where uh, frankly the categories are valid they're they i mean they're they're it's important uh in in terms of sports statistically if you have a y chromosome you're going to be bulkier stronger taller and that matters in sports uh in modeling if you have two x chromosomes you're going to have better curves and at least you're going to appeal to men more and men uh, are generally hardwired to want to look at porn more than women are but in all cases the i mean these are all averages however if your entire business depends on the averages then then trying to become progressive and trying to jump on a fad like hiring a a chick with a dick to be your victoria's secret model that may well backfire because of cultural inertia the culture never changes as quickly as the the people pushing change wants it to and it always changes faster than old set in their ways geezers like us want it to and the the rate of culture change the funny thing is and, and this is a lot of strife nowadays is is that the rate of culture change really is not accelerating nearly as fast as the rate of technology change and and that's actually caused a lot of of source material for this podcast because ultimately the rate of culture change is limited to how fast can the old fuddy duddies like us die off and new progressive young people who were raised with the correct form of indoctrination how fast can they come into power but that's still not going to change biology and that's a lot of this stuff and i've talked about it before no that's- technology will will advance far enough soon i'm I- sure <laughs> So we're going to get to the point to where men are no longer attracted to women and women are no longer attracted to men. Uh, we, I think we're going to get an idea of what's going to happen to Victoria's Secret because it's exactly what's happened to Playboy, who in a last ditch effort had the first transgender playmate. And I think that is where a lot of guys clicked the off button and said, you know what? Fuck off. I don't want any more of this. Playboy clicked the off button because they've been charging money for porn for 60 years. And back when access to porn meant you had to go and purchase their magazine, everybody bought it. But now access to porn means load up a browser and turn off your ad blocker. Uh, (laughs) It's it's a little harder to compete. It's a lot harder to compete. That's what killed Playboy. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot harder to compete. But if you're going to go that far to your Hail Mary your play that you think was going to save the company that was built upon guys like boobs. That was the, that's Hugh Hefner genius. That was his whole concept was guys like boobs. We'll show them boobs. They'll buy boobs. They'll be happy with boobs to now get to the point to where maybe they'd like to see a guy with a dick. Uh, he was just ahead of his time. Now, nowadays that's what we're talking about is, is guys that are happy to have boobs. <laughs> Yeah, in a slightly different way of having. I didn't. I mean, they wanted to have them on somebody else, on a female, and the concept that the genders shouldn't be unique is farce. 
the one of the first things you brought up today and rightfully so was i don't think a guy's ever carried a child to term and certainly no guy that wasn't you know unless there's a way to implant this or anything and like you said i don't know i thought i remember that talking I, about this but it's I, I am not going by the way i'm going to backpedal that statement i'm not going to claim that it has never happened because there's somebody will point out some frankenstein lab where somebody you know used surgery and science to implant it i don't know in fact wasn't there a schwarzenegger movie about that sort of thing there might have been but anyway but that's you know there's going to be differences between the genders and there's no way to keep that fact from the world i mean it just it is what it is men are always going to be better at certain things women are always going to be better at certain things and there's a lot of places you're right where it absolutely doesn't matter men and women can podcast together they can play scrabble together they can play poker together you know if you then get to the point where you're playing basketball (laughs) poker poker, right you you said poker liquor in the front poker in the rear I'll need to put the crickets in for this one, just like I did the last episode for one of your jokes. You may not have noticed that yet since it just dropped this morning. No, but interestingly, I haven't had time to listen to a podcast with what with you wanting to record this at, at oh shit in the morning. Well, it's your fault for living on the East Coast. I can't change well, that it. I've for been considering up for 9 a.m. to be early. Right. Well, right. Also, 9 a.m. isn't early. I'm usually, you know, up between seven and eight. If nine is early for you, we could always do. I'm all for a grumpy old Ben's late night show in the vein of Nick the Rat. You know, start about 10, 11 o'clock at night, have a few whiskeys and see what happens. And maybe that would be good for uh, the character of the show changes a lot. I don't drink at 9 (laughs) a.m. Well, this is exactly why we need to find out exactly what that will do. But it's it's interesting to me, this gender concept, as we mentioned earlier, again, never thought this would be an issue up until recently it just seemed like one of those things in the world that was black and white there was no question about it i never imagined a world where you would be seeing people getting triggered because somebody called them by the wrong gender i never thought we would live in a world where somebody that has a dick is competing in girls like high school sports because they said oh i identify as a woman never thought any of this kind of stuff would ever be an issue which is why i thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about and i know we're the old white guys who don't want this kind of change uh but in this case at least i don't i mean i think that there should be a separation there's a reason why you know if the wnba allowed men then there'd be no women in the wnba either where you draw the line and that's i guess this is what society needs to figure out at this point is where you draw the line if any and if we go to the utopia that you want, which is we never look at gender for anything, I think women get screwed. But, you know, I guess then it's it's the strong survive. I, I think there's a lot of women who want that. You believe that? I, I believe there. Are, I believe that as a general rule, women like sex just as much as guys do. And, and if that's what you mean by getting screwed. No, that is not what I meant. That was a completely different thing. But we see again where your mind works. So again, grumpy old Ben's yeah. Brian Bemrose dirty old man perhaps it, it actually it just clicked with me and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna follow a line of thought that i didn't really think about before i wonder how much of the you, you, okay so you brought up the idea that it is a a thought crime to use the wrong pronoun for a person to to refer to them as the wrong gender and what what was going through my head was why is that even a, a 
thing. Why, why must you choose a gender every time that you refer to somebody? And it has to do with the fact that we're speaking English and English is a, a romance language, which comes uh, from a part of Europe where language is gendered and English isn't nearly as bad about making, you know, assigning a gender to everything as say uh, French or Spanish or you know what? I don't speak any of those languages, so I'm not going to act as an authority on them. But there are, I mean, there are certainly languages that assign a gender to every single word and English isn't that bad, but we have a language where if you want to refer to someone in the third person, how do you do it? You say him or her and the choice of which one to use depends on gender. And how weird would it be if we were capable of talking about somebody without thinking about or having to know what gender they are. Uh, it, it might just be that the some of the massive societal problems, and in particular the problems where uh, transgendered rights are running head-to-head against the concept of free speech, and you know where I land on that, uh, that the problem... And and the the conflict there might just be that we're speaking English and we maybe we should all the the real fix for this is that we all forget English and we move to a language that is gender neutral because then there wouldn't be any male or female strife. I don't believe that, but and I am a coastist. I guess I'm a. Co- I actually, I guess I said you were on the East Coast. So I'm sorry for moving you from the West Coast to the East Coast. Those in the troll room that are paying attention heard that. I didn't, and I guess you didn't. Uh, technically, I'm on the left coast. Yes, the left coast. If you look at any political maps, both maps, both coasts are way to the left. But this is, you're absolutely correct with the non-gendered language. They're especially like uh, Italian. We talked about that in one of the previous episodes. The guy that was the Starbucks guy that got so freaked out because somebody said he liked his women like he liked his coffee being tall, blonde Americanos. And then somebody pointed out, well, Americano would be male and Americana would be female. But yes, there are languages that even to describe somebody in this case, say American, if you'd be a male, they would call you an Americano, female Americana. So languages other than English are even more gender screwed up. If you really want to get into the, the no gender, like the no there's, agenda. There's also some languages like, for example, Japanese, uh, where there are no pronouns in the language. And therefore, when you talk about somebody, it is not necessary to choose a gender for the purpose of, of talking about them. Uh, you, you know, they have words for gender, but they don't. Although, you know, this is also a, a culture that has tentacle porn and uh, some of their cartoons, some of their mangas. Yeah. Anyway, so a little bit freaky, but this is why I like the no uh, gendered chat room. Because you don't know when you go to the no agenda chat room, you see what I did there? No uh, gendered. Yes. You don't know overall the gender, the, the race, anything about the person on the other side. You just know the name and you get to the point to where you just deal with names unless you really get to know somebody. But the a lot of the names, well, Dame Bemrose, obviously Dame, that would be female. It's a pretty good idea with that. Sir Bemrose, okay, you're identifying as male, but there's a lot of names. I, I identify as Sir Bemrose. If you go down that list, there's a lot that you don't know, and that's fine. And this is a world that you can actually communicate without having to know the gender of the other person. That's when you get face to face and everything gets screwed up, I guess. How much do you suppose that uh, you, you and I are, are roughly 
the same age, give or take. Uh, how much do you think we were influenced by, you know, you know, the, the thing that we, we rant about the most on grumpy old Ben's is, is the cultural shift necessitated by, but not always completed by the move to the internet age. And in particular, the cultural disruptions generated by having suddenly everybody can talk to everybody all the time. I wonder how much of, of yours and my position on gender, at least, was influenced by the fact that in the time period when we were connecting to the entire world, the primary medium was text. And as you pointed out, if you're in a text chat room, if you're in IRC, if you're in, uh, you know, nowadays Slack, Discord, whatever, but if you're in a medium where people use pseudonyms and communicate with text, there's no gender cues at all. And if a person decides to present themselves as the opposite gender or is no gender at all, you, you can't really tell. And more importantly, until you start cybersexing, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and even then, if you never find out, it's okay. Isn't that the inevitable result of any BBS interaction? At least that was, was that your experience? Not in the uh, no agenda chat room. No, I can't say that's ever gotten down and dirty. Um, not uh, well, in the other bulletin boards or stuff that I ran. You're, you're for clearly hanging out in different no agenda chat rooms than I am. Oh, <laughs> I, I need to see the logs. For, for me, I came up uh, to the internet through the BBS. And then after the BBS, when I finally got connected to everybody online through the internet and you didn't have, you know, once we got over that hump of having to dial in uh, <laughs> the, the modem sound that we have at the beginning of the show, it was always, it was IRC. It was basically, you know, you can't even say that's true anymore because now we have video chat and voice chat and you look at somebody on the other end and immediately you get visual cues that let you decide, okay, this looks like a man or a woman. But there was a period of time where everybody was connected to everybody else, uh, chat rooms, blogs, uh, where gender just wasn't really presented unless you identified yourself and, and gave you know, people, people would say, oh, you know, I'm a girl or I'm a boy, but in general, like I'm, I'm looking at the, the list of names, cold acid. There's nothing gendered about that. Gummy nerds, no, no gender cues in that one. JCJR. I don't know. I'm not going to say what I think about that, but no, uh, there's no gender cues. And I wonder if part of the reason why we, we, we might think differently, or at least I do about gender is that i have spent a large part of my life communicating with people in such a way where not only did their gender not matter but their gender you, you couldn't tell and it's still the preferable way to communicate if you really want an honest answer i think from somebody that you're not you know good friends with that you don't really know it's a it, it's still a very interesting way to communicate and i think it's it's a very helpful thing to have around, but I don't think many people experience this anymore. Although I'm sure there are still people even, you know, on Instagram and these kind of places, Twitter, that you can misrepresent your gender purposefully and nobody's going to find out, which I'm sure there is a certain yeah. amount of that. Well, that the goes internet on. just make the internet makes it easier, you know, out, out in the sports world, you have to have surgery on the internet. You just change your Nick. 
That's a little easier. It is a little easier, but it is a different way of communicating. But you're right. I think everything's been ruined in that concept now by having video, you know, even having the audio chats like you can have in discord. Of course, there is technology where you can change your voice. And the other thing that has ruined video chats entirely is the duck face. I just thought it was going to be just your overall, you know, physique was ruining the video part of. I do have that effect on people. You should see your face right now. But fortunately, I can't. Dame Bemrose, get him a mirror. But it's an interest. I mean, I, OK, we're old white guys. We've looked at this issue. And as every grumpy old Ben's, I don't think we've came down to any uh, groundbreaking concepts that's going to change the world. But I hope, you know, maybe we've made people feel a little bit better about not necessarily jumping on board with everything. Cause I think that's the most interesting thing about the time we're living in today, which is not just that things are changing or progressing. If we want to use that word, but it's the way that people are being forced in different ways to accept such things. And if you don't, it really does come down the line. As we talked about before, you're being called a racist or a homophobe or whatever it is. Because you don't want to jump on board with what's going on. And that's absolutely stick to what you believe is right, no matter what it is, unless somebody gives you a real good logical reason why you shouldn't, you know, people bend way too easily and just go, oh, oh no, they're going to, if I don't, if I don't let this happen, they're going to call me this. Who cares? You know, stand up for what you think is right and you'll be better off. I think. Well, first of all, if you are deriving your self-worth by what other people think and say about you, then you need to come up with some new metrics because that's no way to live. Be yourself, make up your own mind about whether or not you're a good person and let if if somebody else says, "Oh, you're you're misgendering or oh, you're a terrible person because you used him instead of her or or she." Okay, so what? You know what? That's that's or in in the words of uh, of the dude. Well, that's like just your opinion, man. <laughs> well, it's it's taking things one step too far. That if somebody comes in to your shop, you know whatever it is, you're working at Seven Eleven, and somebody comes in, the human being, the human resource that walks through the door, looks like a guy, and you say, "How you doing, sir?" and get a tirade about how you didn't call them by the right pronoun. I don't know. I think people, if you don't look, then that person is far too fragile. Yes. And is not going to do well in society. Yes. Well, obviously, because that's very snowflakeish. But I mean, really, if you look like a guy and you want to be called she, then you probably should carry like a really big sign with you that people can read the minute, you know, you walk into a room that says, call me she. Maybe. Don't 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 suggest people already do that. <laughs> uh, people wear big ass badges at conferences that say my pronoun is foo. Well, and this is the crazy. I mean, we if you listen to the no agenda show or if you've been paying attention to political stuff, because this has been going on YouTube. One of these videos that went around was the was it the socialist conference where they were really trying to avoid any kind of gendered pronouns because people freak the hell out and a guy got up there well obviously that i'm just doing it um a human resource got up there and the first thing he said was okay hey guys and somebody else stood up and just 
had a breakdown of don't use that kind of gendered specific pronoun. It's like, wait, why is that? If we were a, if we were a higher quality production, this is where we would be playing a clip. But why? We but don't need on. clips. I like your impression. Right. No, I like your impression. It was good. I think it was exactly what the guy said. So uh, is that really where you want to be as a society, which is somebody says, hey, guys, something that people have been saying now for what, at least 10, 20 years. I know it changes. You know, the language changes as we move on. But uh, hey, hey, all y'all, depending on where you that's live. That's exactly what my wife said when I said, what do you say besides, hey, guys, then I'm like, well, now you're just being uh, you're you're treating them like, you know, hillbillies or something like that, because who says y'all hi, y'all or. You know, I, 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 I know people from Mississippi or Alabama or where, okay. I just confused Southern States. So obviously <laughs> I'm a total prick, right? but I, I know people from there who use y'all or all y'all and they're not hillbillies. They're normal people. That's just how they learn to talk. And they want everything to be progressive, but then why can't guys and, refer and to they're everybody very progressive because that is a gender neutral term. Y'all, hi y'all, but everybody spells it incorrectly, which is what drives me nuts when you see people typing it in. Everybody in the troll in, in room, fact, how do you spell y'all? Buford T is very progressive because he uses y'all. Yes. And you, you notice a lot of he people when they he spell doesn't it. doesn't gender people. Yeah. And I, and I ran a country music website for a few years and in the in the chat rooms in which we used IRC back then and in the bulletin board portion of the website. A lot of people used y'all with Y-A apostrophe L-L. And it's like, do you not know how contractions work? But uh, the answer to that was no. But you're right. At least that is more gender neutral. It's you all. But is it really? This this trigger, this moment of Darren O'Neill being triggered was brought to you by gender neutral language. <laughs> we need more gender neutral language. I just, people for years have understood. I don't think up until like this year. If somebody would have walked up to a mixed group of male and female like two or three years ago and said, hey, guys, what's going on? I don't think one person would have been like, why did you? You didn't say girls in any group of normal people who you are likely to encounter in your everyday life, assuming that you don't live in a downtown sanctuary city. Uh, that still works because cultural cultural inertia makes sure that people still are able to interact on a normal human level. And it is fortunate that people are still able to interact despite the fact that all of our media are completely turning retarded. Oh, that's another word you can't say. Go sit in the corner for the next three minutes and we'll put oh, that's you, a word I just said. We'll put you in the penalty box for that. But this is, I mean, is, did I just misgender retards? Is that what happened? I think so. But without going too far down that rabbit hole, is the worry about the language a real thing or is this just pushing to, to cover something else? Is this just a distraction or do people really care about this kind of stuff? Is this so important? That somebody might call them the wrong word. Because let's understand, we're living in a society where people don't speak face-to-face -face much anymore as far as the overall amount of communications that are done. We're living in a society where a majority of people, the major way they're communicating is in text message. And I would say 90, this may be low. What percentage of people do you think that text on a regular basis, Mr. Bemrose, actually type out the full words and don't use crazy abbreviations uh 
I'm not the right person to ask because I reached the age of maturity before text messages were a huge thing. And so the entire culture of people fucking up their language for the purpose of being cool with their particular culture, that's younger than I am. I think a majority, a vast majority of people are using things, you know, like we do it someone in the in the troll room here, you know, LOL to laugh or BRB for be right back. And there's so many ways to shorten things that. Uh, well, there's certainly abbreviations, but uh, OK, I was referring more to uh, what what I believe was called at least, uh, you know, 10 years ago was called leet speak. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. We're not talking about that. But if we're going to talk about worrying okay. about being called guys then can we talk about the fact that instead of typing out you know how are you people are like you know h r u you know h r u you know that's the three letters i i again i'm probably the wrong person to ask uh i actually have uh I, okay i've seen that i have a bad habit with regards to irc or or chat uh text-based communication which I've noticed that uh, the no agenda chat room amongst all the places I've been actually is, is one of the most common places for it, but I use capitalization and punctuation and I form my words into sentences. And this is actually really uncommon in a lot of chat rooms I've been to. Yeah. So we're losing that. We're losing that, but we're yeah. worried about that's why I don't necessarily believe are these people, these socialists in this example that we saw the video from with the, Hey guys, are they really more worried about the pronoun being used than their political agenda? It just seems weird to me that that would be where somebody would get hung up on stuff. Um, well, everything about that should seem weird to you. Those are not well-adjusted individuals. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, we hope that we are. And, and you know, your, your question of do, do people really care that much about this? Well, yes, there are people who really care that much because they've been told they should care because that that's the way they've been indoctrinated however where did this come from it didn't come from you know people didn't just magically decide one day that they wanted to care about this sort of thing at least not thinking people the the much more nefarious explanation is it is about control what was the specific event that uh caused the creation of jordan peterson as uh, a global celebrity it was the Canadian government deciding to make misgendering somebody a form of hate speech. And what that means is that people were effectively trying to force him and all Canadians to speak in the way prescribed by the transgender activists. And that is raw unbridled attempt to control speech and yes there's absolutely a lot of people out there who believe that it is their right to be referred to however they want and they've been taught and in, in almost every case they've been taught and indoctrinated this is what should happen and therefore you should believe this with all of your being and and they're the indoctrination is real and they now believe it and then they will shout you down and scream and screech and yes there are absolutely people like that but who were the people teaching them i'm cynical about politicians in general and i honestly believe that the introduction of a lot of these speech controls is actually intended to 
change how people think by forcing them to speak differently. And you may have noticed that I, I usually come down on the side of free speech. So if you want a rant from me, then the, the topic to introduce is people trying to force people to speak a certain way. Sir Mathieu in the chat room says you're cynical. I would agree. But I guess, you know, the real question comes down to if anybody is going to misgender somebody. George Carlin said that inside of every cynic, there's a frustrated idealist. And, and I'm there. I used to be an idealist. And uh, then I saw that the world was like. But who's most likely to misgender somebody? Probably an old, grumpy white guy like us. That can't be the reason. What you mean is, is people who don't care and don't buy into the ideology that you have to think that hard about what you say every time. Yes. Yeah. Those are the ones. Yes. Which is why, you know, that goes back to just don't say anything at all. It's the only safe way to go when it comes down to gender. You know, sorry, men are better at some things. Women are better than others. And that's not making a sandwich. If you believe that that was a very sexist comment. You can email John at hogstory.net. That was his comment, not mine. And you can check out his podcast as well, hogstory.net, the hog story show. And if you have any complaints about anything that I've said, you can uh, call up our voicemail line at 430-201-4841 and leave all of your complaints there. Yes, we get them. Don't worry. We'll, we'll take all of your considerations very, very seriously. Uh, we thank everybody. For listening, we thank everybody that comes along into the troll room. By the way, that that was the that was the voicemail line for Hog Story. I know, but but since we're we're Hog Story viewers, we'll we'll get them. Well, the, the, yeah, I mean, you have to be the viewer. You have to go to their Patreon site. You get the like for ten bucks a month. You get the video feed, and that is just absolutely awesome. It's off the hook, and it's a gender neutral site because we have Carolyn. Who, for the longest time in the troll room, I had no idea car blanes. I thought it was some dude that liked cars. I didn't know it was Carolyn. So right there again, you don't know who you're talking to in the No Agenda troll room. So you have her. She's female. You have John Fletcher, who's male. You have Buford T, who we have no idea. Allegedly. Right. Well, Fletcher, he may go transgender if he runs for president. It's something that we've talked about for a little bit of a while now. So you got to just, you got to get in and all that stuff to figure out what's going on. But everybody in the chat room today you know gummy nerd sir Mathieu, jc jr say our buddy jay finley is in there he's been uh, going through a new job so i mean changing over jobs that would suck i mean really that's that's i mean it's a better job from what he said but it's you know moving from one job to another it's kind of like you're the new kid in school so uh, we appreciate him checking us out today and all the shows and all the support we've gotten usually if it if you're if that makes you uncomfortable, usually you can you can soothe it quite a bit by having looking at your higher paycheck. <laughs> that does help. The better jobs are always good. And he is good at what he does. And I know I keep saying it, but we're gonna have to schedule a date because I want to hear all of those phone freaking stories from back in the day. Um, because I, I think he was kind of the the Kevin Mitnick of the phones. Just saying that could be some interesting stories to get. But we appreciate everybody listening. Go and subscribe if you can, rate all those things. And you can always go to grumpyoldbens.com, the value for value model. Click that little donate button. But hey, we'd right at this point, we'd rather have your ears than your cash. I mean, not literally, don't cut them off or mail them in or anything, but we'd rather have you listening. Yeah, I, I don't need the post office marking me a terrorist. So go <laughs> ahead. I mean, you know, some people want to say blankets and send blankets and water. Or your ears, just send your cash. You would definitely get on a list. There's no doubt about it. So 
until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Chirac, where I'm enjoying the lazy days of summer. And from America's left coast, where if you gender somebody at all, you're probably wrong. I'm Ryan Bemrose. No, you're wrong no matter what. <laughs>